Well, is it Thursday night again already? <laughs> it feels like it. Well, it actually isn't because it's Saturday afternoon. I know what you're thinking. She's completely lost the plot. I haven't. I haven't. It's just that this Thursday, when you're listening to this, I won't be here. So don't bother ringing in or checking in because I should be somewhere else. But this is Saturday afternoon and uh, it's gorgeous out there. The sun ha- summer has finally decided to turn up and I'm going to do a bit of a homage to that. I think I've just telegraphed half of my show. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm not going to be here. So it's, it's rare that I, I uh, record my show for a play out, but I just do that on rare occasions. So um, no chat much really because the lovely Gavin's done his show and, and he's He's not here either because it's Saturday afternoon. He's, he's somewhere else. Shall I tell you what? I'll just stop messing around. I shall play something lovely. So in honour of the fact that the sun has finally decided to jump, it's been absolutely glorious the last few days. Um, I'm, I'm going to be very, very predictable. And I did, I did warn you earlier on last year that I was doing this. I've never done it until today. I've been doing the show for five years. But the four seasons, yes, I am that predictable. So at the beginning of winter, I played winter and I did autumn and spring. And I haven't done, haven't done autumn yet. No, I've done winter, I've done spring, and now it's summer because it's the 1st of June for you. It's the 20-something, 27th of May for me. <laughs> but we're going to play um, all four, sorry, three movements of um, Vivaldi's Four Seasons. And we're going to start with that. And I've chosen the, the version done by Joshua Bell and the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, not because Joshua Bell is very, very easy on the eye, although he is, uh, but it is a great version and it's just a wonderfully tuneful. So um, here we go. Now, this is the third movement, just to confuse you, the third movement of summer, because this is the fastest and loudest. And we always like to start the show with a bang. Thank you. 
finished there by the wonderful Joshua Bell and of course my very favourite orchestra the Academy of Sutton Martin and Bills because they also do my theme tune I say every time don't I when I say that sorry for being boring sorry so sorry but never mind what else have I got for you tonight we've got all sorts we've got, um, we've got a couple of things from the movies I do we do and a bit of a bit of choral actually a bit of a cappella actually a bit later on that's normally towards the end of the show bit of dance music and I'm not talking disco here we're talking waltzes, so you might want to just go and get your, your frock on for a bit later. Um, but in the meantime, thinking of summer, it's 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 the time when a lot of people get married, isn't it? And uh, in honour of that, I'm not going to play. <laughs> I'm not going to play the wedding march from Mendelssohn. That would be too, you know, obvious. But this is a really great piece of music. It's the Bartered Bride by Smetana, the overture thereof. And whenever I think of this, I always think battered bride because I used to work in a chip shop back in a, back in the day, a thousand years ago. Anyway, I hope she wasn't battered and uh, dipped in hot oil. But here she is, the battered bride.
Ah, oh, Henry Adolf there conducting the Philharmonic Slavonica. That's very lively, isn't it? Must have been one hell of a wedding, don't you think? <laughs> the Bartered Bride by Smetana. Oh, did it, did it. What have we got now? Oh, yes. Let's stay that sort of area, sort of, you know, Scandinavian, that kind of thing. Russia, because we've got the Corellia Suite now from Sibelius. Now, he's, he wrote, he went uh, off on his honeymoon and went and did some research around this part of, um, his country and Finland and he found some lovely um, folk music and he based this Corellia Suite on there. Now it reminds me a bit of um, the way that Vaughan Williams and Holst were sent out by the Royal College of Music at the turn of the last century to try and gather up all the all the uh, English folk music and, and turn it into something beautiful for our listening pleasure which of course they did. I don't have played any uh, I haven't played any Vaughan Williams or Holst for ages I must remedy that next week not this week because I've already got my playlist up sorry and and you can't ring me up and tell me off about it because as i said a minute ago i'm not actually here <laughs> this is a pre-recorded show because i'm somewhere else on thursday night or when you're listening to this so here we are um the alamarcia from the corellia suite from the wonderful sibelius
Stuff there by Sibelius and the Gothenburg Symphony Orchestra under Naomi Yave did very well, don't you think? One of my very favourite composers now, and uh, I love Schubert. I really do. <laughs> but he modelled himself quite a bit on Mozart, didn't he? And of course, we, we do have our Holy Trinity this evening, as we always do. Beethoven, Bach and Mozart will make an appearance, but not just yet. We're going to have the um, Symphony Number no. 1 by Schubert. Uh, the fifth is my favourite, but I do play that with boring regularity, so I'll give you a break. <laughs> give you a break from that. And we'll have Symphony Number no. 1. This is the third movement, the Royal Concert Gebau Orchestra with Nicholas Harnoncourt entertaining you right now.
That's a bit rousing, don't you think? We're always rousing this this half of the show, this first half. So how old was he, Schubert, when he wrote that? <laughs> what, what, what were you doing when you were 16? <laughs> You've got to admit, the guy was a talent, wasn't he? But uh, a lot of these guys were, weren't they? But I think he'd written five by the time he was 18, so uh, he didn't hang around. But then again, there wasn't any TV, internet or anything else to distract them, was there? So if you're going to do anything, it was going to be music or painting or something, wasn't it? So, yeah, but didn't he do well as... Uh, Bruce Forsyth used to say. So how has your week been? I'm still only halfway through mine. As, as I keep mentioning, it is Saturday afternoon for me. And I'm looking outside the glorious weather we're having. And uh, I was down in town today because, of course, it's the Jazz Festival. And I've got a little bit of something later on in, in response to that. And I was at the um, the Curtis Tigers event last night. So and that was very, very good. Over 700 people. I was talking to Ian Bowden, who's the, the organiser of the um, the Jazz Festival. And he says that he reckons there's going to be a thousand people to see the brand new heavies on Saturday, uh, which, of course, is today for me, is last Saturday for you. So I wonder how it went. <laughs> so I can't say to you what a marvellous uh, what a marvellous event the Jazz Festival was, because I don't rightly know. Um, I do know that yesterday was great and, and town today was buzzing uh, with lots of people around and you know, music breaking out left, right and centre. I do love it. I do like all sorts of music. And jazz isn't my favourite. Uh, Anthony, who does the jazz show on a Wednesday, won't thank me for that. But it is a great show that he does. In fact, all our presenters do fantastic shows. So, um, but yeah, if you're into your jazz, um, I'm not out there at the moment. As I say, I'm recording my my show at the moment, but uh, there seems to be a huge buzz around town. So well done to Ian Bowden and his team for bringing the Jazz Festival to Sydney. This is second year. And I'm really hoping that this now will will cement the the event in the calendar for the town because I was talking to um I was talking to our MP Simon Jopp last night when he was in Blackmore Gardens and we had a little chat about it and uh you know and it really is great we've got people that are prepared to basically put put their money on the line to bring these these events to Sidmouth and uh and they do and it's it's great for the town. I think it's wonderful. Anyway, moving swiftly on to our next piece of music. And as, as I said earlier, I haven't got something from the movies. And here it is. I have something else. Yes, I do have something else in the movies. But here's one now. And I always get this one confused. <laughs> this is the big country. I always get it confused with another one that I can't remember just now. But anyway, I know this is correct. This is this is Jerome Moss's um, big country. And he is actually conducting a studio orchestra. But it doesn't say which studio. So we'll just go with it. Da, 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 da. That one, you know it. Sing along.
Oh, don't you love those spaghetti westerns? I remember the film that I always confuse that with. The Magnificent Seven, of course. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I always confuse the two. So now that I've heard one, I know the other one. But if you were to sort of just play one and say, is that, without me knowing, is that the big country or is that the Magnificent Seven? I would probably get it wrong half of the time. I always confuse the two. And I think a little while back, I did play them back to back on the show, just so that you could see see my predicament. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, I'm a bit dozy when it comes to, to Westerns. Yeah, I remember back in the 70s, there was tons of them, wasn't there, on the telly? There was loads of them. There was... Uh, Alias Smith and Jones, that was my favourite. The High Chaparral, The Virginian, The Big Country. Of course, there was a film and then they just ripped off and put it on the telly as a series. Oh, there was loads of them. My mother used to like The High Chaparral. I was never very keen on that. But anyway, never mind. <laughs> I think I was quite jealous, actually. I think I was quite jealous of that beautiful... There was a lovely lady, wasn't she? She was married to the guy that owned the 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 the, the, uh, the range. And she was just beautiful. And her brother Manolito was one of the guys on the on the on the uh, on the farm. It's not a farm. What's it called? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, and I, I remember thinking she was so beautiful. I wish I could be as beautiful as her. <laughs> no such luck. But never mind. You have to just be grateful that you look the way you do and that you that you're on the planet in the first place, don't you? <laughs> oh, what have we got now? Oh yes, I was talking to a friend of mine last night at the concert. We were just chatting in between um, in between sets and. Uh, and he found out that I was doing this show and he didn't know that I did this show because I, I, I don't always tell everyone. And we got chatting about music and just, you know, all sorts. And he said, oh, he says, I really like Telemann. I said, yes, so do I. I said, Emmanuel Pahud does a fantastic version of uh, Telemann's concerto for flute, violin and cello. And, uh, and so here it is.
Just lively stuff, and that's what Happy Classics is all about. Uplifting music that puts a smile on your face. And that was the aforementioned Emmanuel Pahud, and he was on the flute to the Berlin Baroque soloist scene. I'll try and get that right. Um, we're backing everybody up. George Faust on the cello, Rainer Kausman on the violin. Doesn't say who the conductor was, but I think with three of those wonderful soloists. They would have probably directed the orchestra from their instance. Usually the uh, violinists, wasn't it? They normally do it, don't they? But I should imagine it was, it's Emmanuel's face on the front of the album. <laughs> so we'll say it was him, but I don't know. You'll have to just make your best guess. For the first of our Holy Trinity now, and it's Mozart up first this evening, and everybody knows this one. Anna Klein and Act Music, I don't mind if I do. Thank you. 
Rondo there from the Anna Klan and Act Music. And it might be Anna Klan and Act Music for you, <laughs> but it's still light for me because it's only like, what time is it here for me? Half past six on Saturday early evening. And that, somebody's got the barbecue going. <laughs> I can smell it and I'm actually quite hungry. Did I want to have for my lunch? My lunch was a while back, about five hours ago. And I've come up to the studio to record my Thursday show, which is when you're listening to this. And it must be for something like half past eight, quarter nine for you now, but it's half past six for me and I'm, my stomach's rumbling and someone's lit up the barbecue outside. I'm thinking, mm, I'm trying to go over there and nick a burger or a sausage or something. I don't think they'll take it very kindly if I go and beg some food, would they? I'll just have to crack on, get to the end of the show and then dash home. I've got, um, I've got some salmon ready and my friend Greg, who is doing the photography at the jazz festival, as you speak, he's a very gifted gardener, is Greg, and he brought me some of his homegrown asparagus. So I can't wait for that because it is, isn't it, asparagus season. There's only the six weeks, six weeks in the early summer that uh, we get it in this country and you'll never get a better vegetable than that. And I have to say, if I see asparagus in the shops, sort of in the middle of the winter, I just know there's no way it's been grown in England. But uh, anyway, it's one of my favourite vegetables. But I'm a bit of a, a, bit of a an asparagus evangelist. <laughs> Some would say, you know, I need to get a life. But uh, but I, I will only eat asparagus when it's in season in England because I just don't think anything else matches up. And I'm, I'm the same about strawberries. I'll only eat an English strawberry. I know I get very, very sort of, well, anal about it for want of a better word but yeah i'll only have an english strawberry only ever eat english asparagus so when i've got a life i'll tell you but in the meantime what i will tell you is that uh, that ace bit of uh, mozart was played by the consensus musicus vein or vein or vein or whatever how you pronounce it's german i don't do german nicholas harnenkoy he's back he was with the royal concert gebauer Orchestra before wasn't he and uh, he was doing that. Do you know, I've got the Royal Concert Cabal Orchestra coming up again in a minute. I'm doing that thing. What was it the week before last one? I think every other piece of music I played was by the Berlin Phil or something or the London Philharmonic. It was just, it was silly. And uh, I hadn't really noticed it until I started to back announce all the tracks. And it's like, ah, OK, it's these guys back again. But they were very good. Anyway, obviously, Nicholas Harnencourt and the Royal Concert Cabal Orchestra are, are, are in my head today. But we'll go back to the wonderful now, the wonderful Joshua Bell with the Academy of St. Martin Fields for the second part of our summer section from Vivaldi's Four Seasons. And I think I've mentioned on the show in the in the past that this was the very first piece of music I ever had in my car back in the day when it was cassette. Do you remember them? If you can't remember them, ask your mum or maybe your, your granny, she'll tell you. But I had uh, I had the Vivaldi's Four Seasons on my cassette and I played it until the cassette wore out because I thought it was just the best piece of music. Anyway, this is the first movement of summer and as I said, Joshua Bell, Academy of St Martin the Fields and it just this piece, this particular piece, it this feels like the heady high summer days, you know, the dog days when it's sort of, you know, just like the air's heavy and it's anyway, I'll just play it and you can listen to it.
Oh, it's a great stuff, isn't it? That's, a, that's one of my favourite movements of the entire piece, that, because you do have that sort of heady, hot feeling, and then you, you hear the bees going around the place. <laughs> I think it's just great. And that's the thing about music, isn't it? And I've got another piece a bit later on, which basically sounds like what it is. So when you think about, you know, that was the piece of summer, you can you can hear those bees, you can hear, and you can feel the, the, the heat of the sun being just a bit too heavy. I think, I think music that paints a picture like that, I just don't think you can beat it. I did mention earlier on that um, while I'm recording this show at the moment, the Jazz Festival is going down and uh, it's all kicking off down in Blackmore Gardens. There's been free music this afternoon and I walked through the gardens and it was, it was gorgeous out there. People had bought picnic blankets and chairs and they were just sitting enjoying the, the place. It was absolutely fabulous to see so many people having a great time. And as I said uh, a little earlier, maybe a thousand people going to see uh, brand new heavies this evening. I think they kick off at seven o'clock. So what time is it at the minute? Well, let me have a look. Oh, not long. It's 20 to seven, according to my clock. Obviously, for your clock, near nine o'clock on a Thursday night. So I hope those people going there have do have a great time. I'm sure they will. So as a nod to the fact that we have the Jazz Festival here in Sidmouth. Uh, this weekend, I oh, last weekend, I'm getting all confused, aren't I, with my timings? But I've now got um, Shostakovich's Jazz Suite, so every, every pun intended. And I've got, I think I've got three waltzes. No, I've got, I lie, I have four waltzes on the trot here. So do feel like if you want to take your partners, please do. We'll start off with the Jazz Suite number two from Shostakovich. And this is waltz number two from that.
very good. That was the Royal Concert Gabao Orchestra, but not under Nicholas Arnencourt this time. Ricardo Chailly was waving the baton, so I hope you were dancing around the kitchen to that. Don't sit down just yet. Don't sit down just yet. Andre Rio, that wonderful exponent of great classical music, brought to more than anything, anyone, I think, to bring uh, classical music to the masses. The Gold and Silver Wants now by Franz Lahar, Andre Rio's Strauss Orchestra playing.
Wow, that was a bit loud, wasn't it, for halfway through the show? <laughs> Maybe I should have played that in the first half an hour. Sorry about that. Yes, I had the pleasure of seeing Andre Rio live in Birmingham earlier on this year with my mate Vera. We took our gang up, I think the four of us, <laughs> went up to Birmingham and saw him live. It was great. Good fun. And I do believe that they're doing that thing at the cinema later on in the year. Vera's wrote me into that as well. Wow, I don't, I don't take much persuading really when it comes to that kind of thing. So we can go with a bit of Vorjak now. And this is Serenade for Strings, but I'm, I'm, I did say four waltzes and this has tempo de valse as part of the... Um, the title of it. In other words, it is a waltz. So even though it's the serenade for strings in E, the second movement thereof, it is still a waltz. So please, please do not yet sit down.
Myung Wong Chung was conducting the Vienna Philharmonic with that wonderful piece of Vorjak. This is our final waltz now, and then I'll let you sit down. <laughs> and it's a bit quieter than the previous couple. This is a, a lovely Chopin waltz. I haven't played any Chopin for a little while. And this is Arthur Rubenstein, and this is the waltz number two in C-sharp minor. And then you can have a little rest.
Oh, Chopin, a man so shy, he used to play to his audiences in the dark. What a talent, what a talent. But like a lot of lot of musicians, you know, of that time, I was saying this on the last show, wasn't I? They seem to have such troubled lives. Anyway, never mind, never mind. They'd left us a wonderful legacy, did they not? Talking of wonderful legacies, Rimsky-Korsakov's Scheherazade. What a brilliant piece of music this is. I'm going to play the second movement, which is the the calendar, the tale of the calendar prince. I mean, Scheherazade had to keep herself alive, didn't she, by by telling the sultan amazing stories and keeping him hanging on for the next episode, the next night. What a brilliant brain that poor girl must have had. A very creative, not sure I could have managed it. Anyway, here we are, calendar prince and the London Symphony Orchestra. I'm going to do it just for you.
big finish there with the London Symphony Orchestra conducted by John Malcheri and of course the tale of the Calendar Prince from Rimsky-Korsakov's wonderful music Shaharazad. I did mention earlier on, did I not, about you could hear the bees buzzing in the uh, in the second movement of um, our lovely music from Vivaldi this evening, the Four Seasons, the summer section. Uh, and I did say that I did have a piece of music that sounded like what it was. Which is this one. Can you guess what it is? Do you know what it is? <laughs> Walking the Dog, of course, by Gershwin. The lovely Michael Tilson Thomas conducting the Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra. And that's a great funny piece of music and it does sound like what it is. Got another violinist now, the wonderful Nicola Benedetti. Incomparable as she is. This is 
our Holy Trinity member number two. We're going to have a bit of bark. Why not? Well, you have to, don't you? Because he's one of the one of the three. And we've also got our Beethoven later on. It might even be the last piece in the show. But here we go. We've got um, the wonderful violin concerto in E minor. And this is the second movement of that.
how that one ends, isn't it? And how many of you are screaming at the radio, Denise, that was not Bach. You're right, it wasn't. I lied. It was Mendelssohn. <laughs> By linking show to an E-minor. And the reason I made that mistake was because... Um, I did have Bach's violin concerto in D minor lined up and then I changed my mind and I had that and I popped that one in instead. So I was still riffing on the when I was putting the, the list together earlier on this afternoon. So my apologies, that was Mendelssohn's violin concerto in E minor, but it was still the inimitable Nicola Benedetti. Our final piece of music from the Four Seasons, the summer one, and this is only two minutes long and we've got the wonderful Joshua Bell and the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields back in. Now, I should just tell you this. It's known, the posh name of it is Concerto in G minor for violin and strings. So, um, but we know it. We just know it as uh, the four seasons, don't we? Here it is then. Oh, this is actually piece number two. I th- oh, yes, the second. It's the second of the three. But I've got it in at the last piece because this is the quietest piece. just fades away just fades away so here i am now with the piece of box that i substituted in um because i should have done the violin concerto but i didn't i'm doing this one because i thought oh i haven't played this for ages and i couldn't resist it so i pulled up the the, the violin concerto and put in the contique de jean racine this is just gorgeous
I wish I'd sung that one. We were rehearsing that, I think. That was another one we were rehearsing before uh, COVID hit and we didn't actually get to sing it. But that was the Cœur de l'Orchestre de Paris, which I did not say in my very French best accent, but the Orchestre de Paris was p- backing them up and Pavo Yavi was conducting Absolutely gorgeous. Bit of bark. Let's stay with the human voice now. In fact, Botches 8 are going to sing um, an acapella, or it's acapella, I'm not quite sure. But anyway, it's a, it's a vocal version of John Williams's piece of music for Saving Private Ryan, Hymn to the Fallen. This is just very, very beautiful as well. Just perfect for this end of the show. Coming up for 10 o'clock for you, 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the evening for me on Saturday when I'm recording this. As I said, I'm not alive on the show today. I'm alive somewhere else. Anyway. Here's this beautiful piece of music from John Williams.
Oh, that brings tears to your eyes, that doesn't it? It's just so, so beautiful. And it, it was a cappella. I did wonder. I thought I'd uh, made a note that it was. In fact, I had, but I still wasn't quite sure because it's so tuneful. You can't imagine that um, eight human voices could make that sort of sound, but uh, but they do indeed. It's just beautiful, just beautiful. So down to our last piece of music now, and it is Beethoven, our last member of our Holy Trinity, and I'm, I don't think we're going to hear it all, I'm really sorry. But it is the Moonlight Sonata, which is probably just as well, because it's coming up for 10 o'clock, end of my show. And as I've mentioned throughout, this has been a recording, so next week I will be with you live, and I shall look forward to seeing you then, or hearing you then, or chatting to you then, or whatever else it is that I do. In the meantime, I hope you have a lovely week. Enjoy the lovely weather. We've still got still got it going on. It's still beautiful out there on Saturday afternoon on the 27th of May when I'm recording this. But I look forward to your company in a week's time. Take care. Thank you. 